Hello, welcome to episode number 69. No, we're not that far along. 68, 67. Yeah. Episode 67 of Die Hard on a Podcast. Where we're oh, here doing... it comes. Oh, here there's comes. the leaf blower, man. We knew as soon as we started the, the podcast that the leaf blower guy would show up. And, you come by. It'll be like, like, like a couple seconds. So. He never misses Ooh. a beat. Oh. Oh. Uh, here it comes. Good old leaf blower, dude. Yeah, it's, it's it's the best. It's the best because they just come through like once a week and, and blow all of the dirt into the alley, basically. Nice. Well, this time they get the cameo on the podcast uh, where we'll be discussing. We're going back to action movies with it's the uh, reboot of the Equalizer, which I don't know if it does it count as a reboot if they're they're taking an old TV show and then put. I think that's no. I think it's just is that like. A remake or see, I don't know because like Wayne's World adaptation. Movie, I guess yeah. ad- adaptation. I guess there's been know. quite a few movies from from TV shows, and they don't really call them like reboots. But no, you know, it's also not like an old English dude this this time around. You know, it's it sure isn't good old sexy <laughs> sexy man Denzel Washington. He just looked like somebody's like dad the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, that was kind of the fun of it, you know. It was, yeah. it was like, like the old dude who was like somebody's dad cab driver, who would get people who had in his cab that were having a bad time, and he'd be like, "Don't worry, I'll kick everybody's ass for you." <laughs> now, did you watch? You watched the first one, right? I watched them both. Oh, okay. I didn't. I never got to. See, I didn't watch the second one. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, now the thing about Denzel Washington in in in, um, in action movies that I have a problem with is he kind of peaked like really early with Man on Fire, and it's like mm-hmm. once you make Man on Fire, it's like where do you go from that? You know. Well, it's it's funny too because when you watch him, it's like it's he's clearly older, and I don't. I mean, supposedly like I was reading that he trained every day, in this movie, but like I couldn't tell because like every time they would do any sort of action sequence, it was just like. I couldn't tell if it was Denzel or not because it was just like super choppy as well. So I was like, yeah, as like, if this if this is Denzel, I can't tell. And it looks like they're trying to hide the fact that it is Denzel or not Denzel, or right? That he can't fight or something. Because for sure they cut that thing to hell and back. That I noticed that. Like, <laughs> I was like, holy hell, man! The editor is like working overtime on this one. Well, I think the first, I think like the first like half hour or so is actually pretty good. And then, like, sadly, like, the, like as soon as the action comes in into play, it's kind of like it kind of becomes stupider. Yeah, well, this, that's true. Both of the movies, one and two, they're like, yeah. I, I liked the movies, but not because of the action in them, which is weird because it's an action yeah. movie. Uh, and I, it was like, usually in an action movie, like, the plot and the, the acting and the characters and all are just trying to, like, facilitate or act as a vehicle for the action. And it was almost mm-hmm. like the other way around in these movies, where it was sort of like, well, we got Denzel being Denzel, but we have to have him kick a few people's asses just to like make it all make sense. So we get these like generic Russian mob guys to like beat up for the entire time. Yeah, and they're not real big on plot either, you know, which is okay. You know, the the Equalizer TV show was the same way. It was pretty, pretty straightforward where. Somebody would come to him and have a problem, and it would be like some gangsters, and then the the taxi driver would go beat up on the cab driver or on the the gangsters. So you know, it stayed true to itself in that at least. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was so weird because like, I mean, the, the thing was though, 
he became kind of psychotic when he would kill somebody though like because he would he would like literally watch them die yeah <laughs> like like in the most brutal way possible it wasn't just like he was just like killing them because they had wronged him he was killing them and then watching them die like really slowly because right, he, <laughs> he, kind of, he kind of enjoyed it i think that's definitely the fact is he he enjoyed it a little bit because the one was like towards the end of the the first one like he the um, the whole home alone depot um uh, sequence the one guy gets caught up in like like some sort of razor wire and like gets hung up and like up to where Denzel is standing and just he just like Denzel just watches him like squirm and like die. Dangling to death, yeah. For, for, for I feel like a very long time. It felt very long. Yeah, well, maybe that was just filler. Maybe they were like, well, we need to meet our time quota. Let's have I mean, him little... watch everybody <laughs> I mean... suffer and then like be like, um, ah, oh, what's the word? Kind of forlorn about it, you know, like, oh, I regret what I'm doing, but I also really enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, it didn't look like he was regretting anything. <laughs> like, he, he enjoyed himself. Yeah, he was liking it, which is fine. You know, you're the equalizer. <laughs> you're allowed to enjoy your work. Why not? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I don't know. It was just so weird. Like the, the Russian dudes were just like the worst like villains. I don't like. It just makes no sense because you have Denzel Washington. Like you can't have anybody else of. Close to his caliber, caliber like, to do it, yeah, and and it's and it, that is always bad in a movie when you get one guy who's like way above everybody else. It makes everybody look bad. Even the guy who's way above everybody, it makes them look bad. Yeah, because it's like even I mean, Chloe Grace Moretz who was like the hooker, like she was. I don't. I I was, I was watching on the DVD. They had like two two uh, special like uh, extra features. One was this crazy. Home Mart commercial, right? And it's it's this crazy commercial where it's like, it's like Robert McCall is our best our best salesman, and then like basically shows him killing all these people, and then like what he's using to kill them with, like like the fire hide, like the fire extinguishers, nice. it would like pop up on screen and be like boy two nine nine. I was like, what? I was like, what is this? So he's like selling like, them while selling the yeah. That's pretty awesome. They should have left. I was like this. This is like was like. What is what movie is this? Because that movie was not the Equalizer. Yeah, first of all, this is pretty. This sweet. movie was serious. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it took itself very seriously. But this home commercial was like, what movie was this for? Like, yeah, making these. And then, then the other the other feature was uh, all about um, Chloe Grace Moretz, you know, hanging out with hookers and sex slaves to like you know for her role, which was like I don't know why you did that because. You didn't really do much, and like yeah. all you did was like kind of like sleep on the counter. Like it's right. like you it's just not like, like you lay... really needed to d- research this character super in depth to get in the mind frame to sleep on the <laughs> counter. And she disappeared for like the rest of the movie until she shows up at the end. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and this movie is kind of is what it is, and I mean, I sort of knew that going mm. in. I'd seen the first one before. I'd never seen the second one, mm. and it was just sort of like, okay, well. Uh, as long as he's like, you know, a cab driver that kills people, I'm cool with it. Because I, I really like the original Equalizer show. I, I used to think that was great um, yeah. as a kid. So, like, I was like, okay, as long as they don't screw the character up too much. I mean, you know, it's Denzel, so what are you going to do? He's fine. Uh, the rest of it, well, I don't know. It, it's like you said, I feel like if there was just, if you, if, if you sold him a little bit more as a badass, like, okay, like in Man on Fire. You know they really mm. un- they really understated him as a badass in Man on Fire, which is what made him such an amazing badass. 
Whereas yeah. it's like this one, they want to go out of their way to explain, like, oh, he's ex-Special Forces, and he did some shit in the war, man. Yeah, that's always like that's always like the problem. Is like when they try to explain stuff, it's like it's like I don't fucking care. And the best the best too was he goes to Melissa Leo and Bill Pullman's place, which apparently she, she's in the second one too, right? Briefly, so it's Bill Pullman, like, but not for very okay. long. Okay, I mean I don't know who they are exactly. I don't know who they're supposed to be. I don't think they ever say who they are. They're just like I guess they were like his like people or handlers or whatever. Yeah, they are. That gets a little more into that in the second one. But, like, it's, it's so funny because, like, Bill Pullman's like, oh, I think he came, you know, to make sure. Like, she goes, oh, he didn't come to ask if it was okay or, like, like for help. He just came to ask for permission. And this was, like, after he killed about ten people. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, was like, I, was like, yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense because he hasn't asked for permission for anybody. Mm-mm. And, like, now he's, like, the, the people who are legit bad guys, he's going to ask, like, quote, unquote, ask for permission to kill these people. Yeah, it does feel weird. Um, but, you know, it reminds Amazing. me of a, a story I heard from in the good and the bad and the ugly when they were shooting it. Um, and Clint, Clint Eastwood got the script. He got got out like a marker and he cut out like three quarters of his own dialogue. And they were like, yeah. dude, why why would you cut out your own dialogue? Like actors don't do that. And he was like, well, this character is supposed to be mysterious. So I only mm. have him saying like absolutely like what he has to say. And it works mm. so well that in the further movies, like he barely speaks at all, and it's great. Yeah. Like you don't need to know what Clint Eastwood's past was, you know, or in in that movie, you just need to know that he's going to kick some ass and get the gold. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's they've like like it's like that, again at that point for that point it was like always like it was great when Denzel Washington was just kind of like sitting around and observing stuff and kind of helping people. That was great stuff, but then like they would try to explain, like they then somebody would have to explain, like we have to have the old man to see conversation or yeah, shit like that, which is like you don't need any of that. Like you're trying to make this movie what like more than it is, right? And like, like, like I don't don't know what you know, like I think definitely in these movies because it's the Equalizer, which the TV show was like that. Less is way more. You don't really need Mm. to know a whole lot about anybody. You know, you need to know that there's somebody in trouble and that the freaking Equalizer is going to come and save them. And that's that's really all you need. And, and the way, like, the, the fucking, like, the villains were so so stupid, like, like for yeah. everything. It was yeah. just like, he's not really doing, he's not doing anything that, that special because it would just be like, oh, he just set off a car alarm. Right. And, like, <laughs> I was like, what are you, like, nuts? That's well, all it does. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're almost like the stock photo of villains. Like, they're like, okay, we need some bad guys. Oh, well, go go get some clip art bad guys and put them in here. Yeah, get some, like, like some, like, like tough looking dudes who look Russian and give, give them tattoos because that's what the Russian mob is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 like, just have them, like, you know, do whatever they, like, be all skinny and, but yeah, I mean, like, like, just like be like, just like the dumbest, like, just like stock characters you've ever seen. Yeah, and I mean, and and that's fine. You know, we love action movies, so you're gonna get that kind of cardboard cutout effect a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, and it's it, it, honestly, it's kind of hard to pull it off. Like, like we were saying, I mean, the best way to pull it off is to just like make them nothing, and you know, have no real explanation for them, and let the audience connect their own dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another. It was like along the whole like cutting out lines and stuff. There was another Melissa Leo line where he's like, "I don't need to tell you how this ends," but then she proceeded to tell him how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <Aww. laughs> it's like, no, you just what? I don't understand what that is all about. Yeah. 
fuck. But what are you going to do? Well, how was the second one then? Since I didn't see that one, you have to explain that one to me. You know, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It, get, it gets a little more into the whole, like, he's going to save this. It's, you know, not really the main character. There's actually a couple plots going on, which is, is sort of impressive. Uh, but, you know, mm. he decides he's going to save some kid, some poor kid that, that's trying to get his way out of the ghetto. And, you know, he's at the <clears throat> point where he's either going to join the gangs and go down that road or he's going to hopefully follow the equalizer. And then, you know, there's a sort of whole weird international espionage plot where uh, the lady from the first one gets killed. And so he's going to find them. And um, it's got some good... Actually, mm. the guy from Narcos is the bad guy in this one, and he's way better as the bad guy. Uh, what's his mm. name? He's, he's one of those guys that just recently started making movies, and now he's in everything. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, did you watch the first Narcos? No, I haven't seen no. anything in Narcos. Uh, I'm trying to think. He was just in something else that was really good, too, but I can't think of it. Uh, I'm sure if you saw the actor, I'll recognize it. Let me Google it real quick, and I can tell you what his name is. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, it, he's somebody it, I it takes place, admire. It takes place, like, overseas, doesn't it? Like, in, like... Uh... Belgium, yeah. Um, and yeah, half okay. of it's in Belgium, and half of it's in, uh, I think, Washington, D.C., Pedro Pedro Pascal is the guy's name. That sounds really familiar. I think um, he's I think he's in that new uh, Netflix movie that just came out too. Very well sound. could be. Let me see if I can find some other stuff that he's done. He's an amazing freaking uh, actor. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I'm only a month. I'm only a month older than him. <laughs> That's always the fun part. Yeah, you Google really somebody. Know. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, he was in the original 1984 Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Equalizer 2, Prospect, Kingsman, Narcos. Narcos is what I remember him from. Mm, okay. Now, it looks like he was in a movie called Bloodsucking Bastards, which I don't know what that is, but I really want to see it. That's funny. No, I don't know that one. That's either. right. He was also in Game of Thrones. He was uh, Prince Oberon in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. That guy was everywhere. <laughs> oh, let's, I, I mean, speaking of, let's talk about the, the, the Boston cop. Uh huh. First of all, I, I had no idea. I'm sure there was shots of Boston throughout the, the first half of the movie. Right. Which was sure told me it was Boston. Right. But I didn't really realize it was Boston until the Denzel Washington ca catches the Boston cop with a car alarm out in his garage because he's an idiot. Yeah. And he, walk, and he walks out there and get, you know, gets caught. And so this guy, David, is it David Harbour, who's mm -hmm. going to be the new Hellboy. It's him. Okay. He, gets, you know, he gets strapped into his car and like has the the pipe running into his car and Denzel Washington has it hooked up. So it's like, you know, he gets uh, covered in monoxide poisoning. Of course. And, and his lines are the dumbest things I've ever heard. And he was just like, you know who, who the fuck I am? I'm a fucking cop. I was like, oh, now in Boston. Because this is the only guy who's, who's from like, who's actually like playing Boston. And his tracksuit and his, his Boston Red Sox hat. And I was like, right. okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. They are in Boston, aren't they? Because nobody else speaks with the accent but this guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> at this at this one moment, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, st I still enjoyed the movie. It was fun. The whole Home Depot stuff at the end was like fun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, and Dick Dale dies. Know. That makes me so sad. And so did Andre Andre Williams. Man. 
I know, it's like people fucking dying Dropping crazy. Them off. Well, you know, I, I was reading an article about it before because it was talking about like in 2016 when all the really, like a bunch of really famous people died, like Bowie and blah blah blah. And it was saying, mm -hmm. you know, it was saying it's not really so much that all these icons are dying off all of a sudden. It's just that we don't really have any new icons to replace like the big 20th century icons yet. So it seems like all, you know, all of last century's big names are all dropping off because they're old from their, they're pretty much from last century. And there really hasn't been any people to, to kind of replace them. Uh, musically, yeah, like, musically I, anyway, you know. Yeah, like big pioneers of like, yeah, like surf, like the surf, the, um, yeah, I mean, you gotta think. You gotta think. Dick Dale, Dick Dale was famous in like 1959, so yeah. you know the dude had a really good run. I actually saw him live. I'd say around 2002 or so, and it was amazing. It was such a great show. Nice. Yeah, he had the biggest uh, kind of comeback with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, um, and I've seen that brought up a, a few times about how. You know, the, the, the Quentin Tarantino sort of introduced him to a new generation, which is, I mean, guarantee is absolutely true. Uh, and yeah, because I didn't, I, I I know none of him, but like I didn't like know of him until like Tarantino, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And the same here, you know, like I knew uh, what's yeah. that song like Mizzaloo? I've heard it before and thought it was okay, mm -hmm. but I wasn't like, wow, this is awesome. And I wasn't like a huge fan until I saw him live and was just like, oh my god, this guy is a freaking amazingly brilliant guitarist you know like he had a band with him but he carried <clears> everybody <throat> you know and and was really entertaining uh oh, sorry we had the uh, king kong bundy die last last week too yeah that's terrible king kong bundy was a great bad guy one of my favorites and he wasn't like he wasn't really that old either like no no but i don't know if you've seen anything like I've seen interviews with Kent Kong Bundy like in the last ten years, and it didn't look like he did any easy living at all, man. <laughs> like he looked really rough when I saw him in like some. I, it was just you know some random podcast sort of video that I saw him in, and it was like whoa. Well, it's like when he was like big in like in the WrestleMania, like you know that was it WrestleMania two or three. Yeah, I mean, he was only like he was only like in his twenties, and, and like I could when he was like in his thirties or forties, like or just like. Like some sort of, oh, like just like, he's like he was like ageless, yeah. ageless old person, like right. bad guy. But he was only like like his sixties, I think. That's awesome. Which is rough, but. Huh. So. Well, I'm not real sure where to go from here. I mean, that's like the problem <laughs> with the, the Equalizer and some of these movies we watch. Like, some of those movies, it's like we can go on and on and about. But, like, the Equalizer, I mean, it is what it is. So it's like, well, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that's, that's always the problem with, like, kind of, yeah, getting back to our formula. Die Hardy, like, it's kind of not. It's kind of gets Die Hardy at the end, kind of. Yeah, a little it's bit. More home -alone -y. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like a Home Alone movie home -alone than, uh. Which I, th I find hilarious. Um, I leads like that. That section is really cool. The beginning is really cool. The middle is kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, I feel like if our one our one guy who like always comments on our post, if he actually listens to this, he's he's gonna be very disappointed in our thoughts on Equalizer. But uh, yeah, sorry guy, sorry sorry guy. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like. It's it's a fine movie. It, it doesn't have much to it to really get dive into, really. Unless when it talked about Antoine Antoine Fuqua, who directed both movies and directed, directed Train Day and a bunch of other movies, and I'm not sure what his his deal is. Like, 
because he makes really serious action movies that aren't very good. Like I don't know what, his, but they're successful. So I don't know what his deal is, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. I like, and that's a tough one. I mean, Training Day, like it was okay. These, I mean, these are, and these movies are okay. I don't think there's a whole lot of um ground being broken. Um, but since we've been talking about it on the podcast, I guess we should talk about how uh, James Gunn has been reinstated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. You know. Oh yeah, and I have uh, bring uh, bringing all the old favorites. I have a Kevin Spacey story as well. Oh, nice. A buddy of mine, like who shall we name, remain nameless. He told me a story about Zac Efron telling him a story about Kevin Spacey, and going up to his like apartment, and like Kevin Spacey coming on to him, and like <laughs> Zac Efron like pushed him down. Really? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, hey man, do you want me to punch you? And supposedly Kevin Spacey said. You would like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's fan- that's fantastic. Oh man, I just I like I like living in a reality where I think Zac <laughs> Efron punched Kevin Spacey in the face. <laughs> and that was like probably ten years ago, so he's been a creeper for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, like I mean, you know, I, I read Reddit, and like right after the first story of Kevin Spacey broke, like there mm. were so many other stories on Reddit from just like random people that were like, yeah. uh, I freaking, you know, was a pizza delivery guy, and this guy ordered a pizza, and it was Kevin Spacey, and he was like, hey, you're really good looking, check out my dick, and I was like, no, <laughs> just pay me for the pizza, I don't want to see your dick, and he was like, I'm Kevin Spacey, everybody wants to see my dick, you know, it's like, oh my god, Kevin Spacey, what are you thinking? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, James Gunn's like Grand Serial and Guardians is awesome, I'm sure Batista's very excited. Yeah. <laughs> And, and like I'm, and I guess that means good things for Batista too. That he'll be in the third one, which yeah, I think he, I think he was supposed to like he was contractually contractually obligated to be in it either way. But I don't think it was going to be pleasant for whoever was right. going to step into it. He was going to be a real douchebag to the editor. Well, and I, I wouldn't want to be any director stepping into that because, I mean, first off, you've got two like billion dollar franchise movies. Uh, yeah. That you have to fill the shoes in, and then you've got a hostile cast who doesn't think you should be there. Uh, it wouldn't be easy. But I guess he's still doing this Suicide Squad movie too. Yeah, so. I think so. So that could be cool too. Hopefully, he freaking saves it, man, because the, I did not yeah. like the first one at all, and it was sad because I thought it could be good. Mm. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know if he's just writing it still, or if he's gonna try and write and direct it. I don't know. If, can he? I don't know if they. <laughs> I feel like Marvel and Disney won't allow that to happen. Right. But I mean, that's I, you know, started whatever. But uh, you know, yeah, now did you ever see Suicide Squad? You never did, did you? No, I watched like the first half hour of it, and I, I had to turn it off. Okay, because uh, yeah. like I'm gonna link you on Facebook. There's this YouTuber girl who I like love. She's hilarious. But she mm. does such a great little freaking satire of it. It's only three minutes, so. So. Um, I, don't, I think I've, I think I've seen her before. I think I think we talked about her, and I think I think. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah where she's playing like the the executive pitching the idea for the. I think so, so, yeah, she's, yeah. she's pitching <laughs> the idea here. I'll I'll link it to you on Facebook, and you can check it out. Um, yeah, yeah, it is really hilarious. Like I still watch it every so often because it makes me laugh how <laughs> how spot on it is. Then she did like she does that for a lot of movies, doesn't she? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anytime there's like, like massive that's like plot her gig. holes, 
so take your thing yeah <clears throat> all right well i don't know what are we gonna do for next week nah just uh been called call it a day <laughs> all right sounds good to me and we'll, we'll uh we'll freaking figure something out and be back next week yeah all right uh, cool um, yeah. <laughs> is that like 15 so, minutes? Yeah, thanks. No, <laughs> it's worth 25 minutes. We, we bullshitted enough. Okay. So, cool. Peace out, guys. We'll see you okay. next time.